All right, you guys, so we are pretty much almost in back to school season or we pretty much already are depending on where you go to school. But if you are a junior or senior in college, then you are probably coming to a slow reality check of holy shit, I am almost a college graduate. Like what am I going to do with my life? Like what do I do from here, right? I remember what it was like during college and after college and even during the job search process. It's all still really recent to me. And because I know how stressful it can be, I put together a career ebook guide for you called the Everyday Girl's Guide to Career Success. I include resume templates, cover letter templates, top interview questions, my personal answers to the questions, how you should be dressing at interviews, and so much more. So you can find all the information on this ebook and buy this ebook online at whatfulfillsyou.com. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Elizabeth and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello, friends. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to another episode of the What Fulfills You podcast, or welcome if you are brand new here. My name is Emily Elizabeth, and I am your host on today's episode. It is actually a very anticipated one, as many of you guys have been messaging me asking when this episode would release and for many good reasons because I think this episode is really, really great for fellow women of all ages and especially revolving around dating mindset, which is something I have been tapping into lately, um, even for myself on a personal level. And um, I know many of you guys submitted different questions you had for Natalie, which are included in this episode, but I did want to give a little background on how I discovered her and why I decided to reach out. So back in, I think this was June, I believe it was around end of June or maybe like early July, one of my best friends, Dana, who has been on the show, she sent me a TikTok video And at the time, I don't even think I had TikTok, but she sent me a video of Tinks. If you guys don't know her, her username is, I think it's like at it's me Tinks on Instagram. And she is someone who is pretty popular on TikTok. And in that video, she was talking about her box theory with Nick, who is Natalie's boyfriend. And Dana sent this to me because she knows I or at least in the past, kind of always wondered, like, what is the real truth behind whether you sleep with a guy on the first date? And especially if you, like, really like him, right? Like, I think for me, just to be candid, I think if there are times I hold back and there's, like, a physical tension there, it's because I don't know if it would make me look less... I guess like girlfriend material or someone worthwhile keeping around because that already happened and I know that's a very traditional viewpoint which is probably something my mom and many of the older generation has instilled in me but Dana sent that over because she knew that would be helpful to me and that got me thinking so much I decided to listen to that episode with Nick and Tinks and then that's when I heard Nick share his story with his girlfriend and her approach, Natalie's approach in particular, to dating him. And I got really intrigued by it 
just because I feel like I've been in similar situations, again, on a personal level. And if you have been listening to this podcast, you guys know that I just love to get insight from people. I love to help other women, especially learn the same tips and tricks and just simply how we can improve in all areas of our life. And then uh, that's when I started to just kind of follow along with Natalie. And then I listened to the episode her and Nick did on Dear Shandy, which I think is a really fun episode that you guys should go listen to as well. And that was when I really got a chance to hear a deep dive into how her and Nick started dating and just Nick's viewpoint on her approach when they were in the quote-unquote talking phase, which in my opinion with today's world is probably just the most difficult part for many of us, both guys and girls, but um, more or less maybe in particular for girls just because, especially for me, I can get in my own head and fortunately it's something I have been working on and really feel like I've made a lot of progress on. Um, but on top of that, I just think Natalie is really grounded and mature, really great energy, and I love the tips that she talks about on this episode, especially, again, revolving around dating, and, um, I will add one more thing, too, is just, like, I love how transparent and direct she not only is on this episode, but also just in her approach to dating, and that was something I feel like is not emphasized enough with the dating culture because I feel like there's a mix, almost like mixed signals where there are some girls saying like, you gotta just play the fucking game. And there is a game to dating. I think just just by nature there is, but there is a way to do it without just giving yourself a fucking headache. (laughs) And um I just really like what Natalie said on this episode, um, just revolving around staying grounded and you'll hear more of it. But for those of you who don't know much about her, she works as a certified surgical technologist. And uh, for those of you who don't know her boyfriend, Nick Vile, um, he's known from The Bachelor, but I love um, them as a couple. I think they're a great fit. Again, love the transparency. There's a lot to learn from Natalie on this conversation. So with that being said, we will dive into it. I've always believed the foundation of our fulfillment in life doesn't come from our quote-unquote success, but rather the strength of our relationships, not only with others, but also ourselves. And how we develop a deeper connection is through self-reflection and purposeful conversations with those around us, especially like-minded individuals. And that is exactly why I created the What Fulfills You card game to cultivate both more meaningful relationships with others as well as ourselves on the journey of personal growth. I certainly use these questions as a guide for journal prompts and, of course, weekly check-ins with myself. And when I am playing this game with friends on a Friday night in, you bet I am enjoying it with a glass of wine or two, who knows. (laughs) Pre-order the card game now at whatfulfillsyou.com and enjoy an exclusive 10% off for listeners only with code whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout. That's whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout at whatfulfillsyou.com. Enjoy! Well, Natalie, thanks for joining me. I'm so excited to chat. There's a lot of good topics to chat about today. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, Okay, well, let's get into your background, like your story. I feel like unless people listened to that episode that I listened to you, was it on Dear Shandy? Yeah, yeah. Unless they listen to that one, they might not know much about you and your background, where you're from. We're similar in age. So share your story. Share like your high school days, like all of that. I was like pretty shocked when I heard. So I am originally from Auburn, Alabama. Mm -hmm. And when I was 15, I dropped out of high school because I got the opportunity to move to New York and model. Uh, I had an agency and kind of took months of convincing my mom. But eventually she kind of was like, this is an opportunity I feel like I can't hold you back from. This mm-hmm. could possibly change your life. I don't want to be the reason that it doesn't happen. So I promised her I'd do online school, and she allowed me to move to New York. So I moved there by myself. I don't think I'd ever left the South. And I moved to Harlem, New York, in a studio apartment with two other girls. Oh my gosh, a studio? Studio apartment with, with two, two other, other girls. girls. Wow. Yeah. Okay. We are quite on top of each other. So I, my mom was like, this 
you know, I will pay your first month's rent. Mm-hmm. If you don't have it figured out by the next month, then you've got to come home. Yeah. So I lived there for two years. And then, you know, she kind of got to the point where she said, you know, I really want you to graduate high school. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to get a GED. What, it, what are we going to do? My dad lived in Savannah, Georgia. So I ended up moving there and graduating high school and then going to college and graduating mm-hmm. college and... So now I'm here. Yeah. What was New York like? Especially at that young of age. It was... I mean, I grew up extremely fast because Mm -hmm. of it. I... You know, I didn't have any parental guidance. I didn't have anyone to tell me, you know, you have to be home by 11. You have a curfew. You can't hang out with those people. You can't... I didn't have anyone to tell me any of that. So the fact that I didn't go down a really dark path is something I'm quite proud of. Because I was friends with, you know, I was in clubs at 15 yeah. and around drugs and alcohol. But I'd be like, oh, it's midnight. I got to go home. Yeah. Like, oh, that's good. And I, I, I made myself have this strict schedule because I didn't, I had a goal in mind mm-hmm. and I didn't want to veer off that path. Right. So, but I, I mean, I learned a lot. I got mugged a lot. I learned, oh, wow. it, I mean, at 15, I truly grew up so fast. I was paying bills. I, yeah. you know. Okay, so then you go back and you go back, like finish college, um, go to high school and everything. So where do you go from there, career-wise? Like, where? What was your first step after you graduated college? I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I didn't want to just go to college, just to go get a business degree. Like, I really, if I was gonna go to college, because mm-hmm. that was never part of my plan then I was going to go for something I knew I could get a job in as soon as I graduated. So my brother-in-law is a surgeon, and he kind of suggested a couple of jobs in healthcare. And I was, you know, amazed with his stories and his, his video, the stuff that he did mm-hmm. in his job that I, I knew that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be in the operating room. I wanted to save people's, help save people's lives. Right. And so he offered surgical technology and so I went to school for that and um, graduated and now I work for a plastic surgeon here. Um, it's it's the coolest thing yeah. that I think I have ever done and I've done a lot of cool things yeah. but I think this is the coolest thing. I love it. I think it's really cool that that's such a unique field. Like I was super impressed like to hear like that's what you went into and even for me obviously most people don't know the path it takes to get there. Can you share opportunities like or like how people can get into that industry or like maybe things that might trigger their interest into you know something that you're doing totally yeah so it's I went to school I got my bachelor's in healthcare science Mm -hmm. and then associates so two of those years was getting my associates in surgical technology so if you want you can just go to a two-year college and get your associate's degree in surgical technology um but it's you can work in a hospital and um, kind of have go anywhere, do vascular, do pediatrics, do you know labor and delivery. You have you can work in a hospital and do everything, mm-hmm. or you can go to a private practice, which is what I did. And I worked for a plastic and reconstructive surgeon in Savannah, who, I mean, that just was the most amazing time because mm-hmm. he did a lot of breast cancer patients and yeah. gunshot wounds or car crashes and was fixing fixing faces and fixing things that you never thought would look back normal he Mm -hmm. was making them normal so that was really awesome and then coming out here I had the plastic experience but so I did the whole tummy tucks breast augmentations Mm -hmm. but I wasn't (laughs) feeling fulfilled Mm -hmm. I wasn't feeling like I was I'm changing confidence in women which is amazing but I wasn't feeling like I was before Right. So now I work for an ocular facial plastic surgeon and mm-hmm. he, so he does eyes. So he fix, you know, people with lazy eyes or droopy eyes or, oh, wow. or bulging eyes from thyroid disease. Mm-hmm. And that is just, I mean, he's amazing and I love this so much. Yeah. What was like the transition for you going from modeling and trying that out in New York to like kind of settling, not settling, but just kind of maybe transitioning your mindset into okay maybe this should be more my career and like modeling could be a hobby or something I do on the side I think I saw you post that before that modeling is something you have decided you want that to be like what you do on the side right I think I just I had this plan of modeling 
for my whole life. Mm-hmm. When I moved to New York, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to go to college. This will be my life. And then obviously I was kind of forced to leave New York and, and go to college and, you know, go the right, the normal path. Mm-hmm. And I just fell more in love with this than I was with modeling. Wow, okay. And I look back at modeling in those times. It's, it's, it's changed so much, even 10 years ago. I mean, 10 years ago, it was still, I was 100 pounds and I was considered plus size. Wow. And it was, so it was like a very toxic place for a 15 year old to be in. Yeah, that's right. So I'm thankful for it because it taught me a lot, but I'm also just so happy with A, how much the industry has changed, Mm -hmm. but B, that I've just found something that I love so much more. Wow. And I think that's really impressive that you get to say that too, is because I think so many people, especially who don't live in LA like we do, they glamorize LA and they glamorize everything that we do and we post and they see the lifestyle out here and they think like being an influencer or a model is like the dream. And there's just so much more that goes beyond it. And it goes to show even for you saying like you found more love and fulfillment in like this career path which I think speaks levels and is important for people to hear you know it's not always one way and and you know you should go for this because and you can romanticize a normal job right you know like being a bank teller you can you can glamorize that you know it's not just being an actress or a model or an influencer that people you know that you're the one who makes it what it is right and so I've just learned to make being a surgical technologist, the best it could possibly be. Do you have a mantra or mindset you go um, into work with every day? Like what you said right there kind of stood out to me where you're like, it's about what you make of it, you know, no matter what job you're in, no matter what career, how are you, like, what are, is there anything like you tell yourself or is there anything that resonates with you when it comes to like having the right positive mindset about your career path? Not really. I really just go into it as, you know, this, what we're doing today is changing someone's life. Mm. Whether it was confidence level or an actual, you know, issue they have, mm-hmm. um, we're, ch- we're changing someone's life. And it's something that I, it like jump, makes me jump out of bed in the morning because yeah. I'm so excited to get there yeah. and do it. Wow, that's really amazing. And and it's cool that, again, like it is such a unique field. You know, I don't think many girls your age are, I mean, at least I haven't come across anyone that is doing what you're doing. So I think it's awesome. I don't think it's something that's really talked about. People, you know, you know, nurses obviously is very talked about and, and surgeons and doctors, but there's so many people that play parts in surgery, in healthcare that just kind of go unknown and goes mm-hmm. and swept under the rug and they play a huge part in healthcare. Right. You know, the phlebotomists, the surgical technologists, the um, anesthesiologists, all of these people, the circulating nurse, they're mm-hmm. all huge parts of healthcare that I think no one really realizes. Is there something you would tell your 15 year old self what you know today based on like, cause back then you were dreaming of that modeling career. You had your eyes set on that and you were ready to not finish high school and not go to college. What would you tell your younger self in that regard? Just to accept change. That change is good, Mm -hmm. it's okay. And I was terrified of leaving New York and and breaking this plan. And you, I think a lot of people from the South also, obviously I don't know if it's worldwide, but from the South you kind of have this, you're gonna go to high school. Mm-hmm. graduate you're gonna go to college you're gonna get married you're gonna have babies you know it's just yeah. like this very strict plan and it's okay to not follow your plan yeah. you know to be 15 and be like okay I'm gonna get married and have kids before 25 you know that doesn't <laughs> always work and that's okay so I've just learned to accept that change is good is that something you had to battle with the fact that I realized too because I have some friends from the south and I have friends that like went to Auburn and Georgia yeah. and, and all that and so they tell me like yeah, most kids are, you know, getting engaged in college. And yeah. I'm like, really? No way, you know? Yeah. But is that difficult for you? Like, are there people that are, like, pushing their opinion on where you should be in life because of that Southern tradition or Not mentality? really. No, okay, my family's good. really, my family's great. And mm-hmm. they are very accepting of, of all different paths. And, um, but I think a lot of my friends, seeing my friends all getting married to their <laughs> high school sweetheart, I'm, I just... 
I mean, I'm, I'm very happy for them, but it's such a crazy thought. You know, there's just so much to the world than right. Auburn, Alabama. Right. Okay. Um, well, speaking of dating, marriage, life, yeah. all that, we will dive into the gem of the conversation, which is, first off, your mindset on dating. When I heard the way you approached Nick and how you, like, messaged him, I was like, holy shit, girls our age especially need to hear this like in in 20s um and like you said you grew up really fast you have a lot of experience under your belt you know paying bills as a teenager and all that so I would definitely attribute that to why you're able to date someone older um but can you dive into your mentality when you were messaging Nick and just kind of going you know shooting your shot kind of thing and I think we're more open to that now but like what what was it where like for a girl that might fear that right or fear rejection like what was what's like your advice on that well first nick and i's story is so far from (laughs) a like romantic fantasy it's so far from that i think it's so it's real and Mm -hmm. it's um a lot of back and forth but so it's i want to like warning it's not a romantic beginning at all right um but i think like I sent him a message and I thought to myself, he'll either respond or he won't. And if he doesn't, then I'm like, he probably didn't see it. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, I'm sure he gets a ton. He's got a million followers. I'm sure he gets a ton of DMs. Yeah. So it's kind of like, if he doesn't see it, then that's why he didn't reply. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of what I told myself. And then two hours later, he replied. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, he thought. <laughs> so it worked out. But. Yeah. Let's fast forward. You guys went on your first date in New York. And I love this story because I love, like, how ballsy it is. Like, you're going up to meet yeah. him. It's, like, the first time you're meeting him in person kind of thing. Like, what's going through your mind? Like, when you're meeting this guy, like, are you, I guess, like, putting your guard up like how are you playing that part out and, and I definitely want to use this as context for like later questions in terms of like right. how you approach like that long talking phase that you yes. guys had which I yes. think drives every girl crazy yes, and yes. I think the way you approach it was spot on but <laughs> um I mean we had talked about every day for two weeks on FaceTime yeah so it was I definitely knew who he was um as a person right. you know I wasn't like I mean, I definitely in the back of my mind thought he might murder me. You know, I didn't know for sure. You never know. But I was, I was absolutely nervous. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously we had both kind of played the game of I'll stay somewhere else and we'll just meet up. And then it turned into let's just stay together. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So I walked, I remember I texted him and I'm like, I'm out front and I was like in the taxi <laughs> taxi's like are you gonna get out and I was like just give me a minute like I'm just like getting myself together I was so nervous yeah. and I got out and I I mean nothing about this relationship has been romantic at all but <laughs> I walked up to him and yeah. I said I'm just gonna get this out of the way and I kissed him oh my god I was like I just because I was there was so many nerves behind it I just said I'm just we're just gonna get this out of the way yeah. It's not gonna. I know it's not gonna be a romantic thing. Let's just get it out of the way, and um, so we kissed, and then we went up to the room, dropped our bags off, and he was like, "I made dinner reservations." Yeah, and we went to dinner, and we spent you know that whole time really getting to like you know for a normal first date, right? Um, and that was I mean we spent the weekend together, right? Okay, this question, which was something that again stood out to me too, and I feel like has been a struggle for most and I think I heard this I'm sure you know of Tinks right she yes said, yeah. yeah she's been on this podcast yeah and she had my because my I would tell my girlfriends about this like something I mentally struggle with is the whole is it bad if you end up sleeping with them on the first date or the first time you interact with them I know like my friend had sent like what Tinks said on Nick's podcast and that's kind of what caught my attention and then I had heard like Nick mentioned you guys did yeah what was that something that you had a fear in in terms of like that makes you less wife material because I would say for me that might be the only thing that would make me hold back and for nowadays in today's culture everyone's like you know that doesn't really change your character or your value right Right. but of course 
the old tradition would tell you like, oh, totally. right? So that's why I think yeah. it's awesome because again, you guys are still dating, that still happened. And so I'm curious what's your take on that and how you feel about, you know, changing that mentality moving forward. Totally. I mean, I think obviously it's a whole, the whole part of it is being comfortable. And mm-hmm. if it's something that you want to do. And we obviously had spoke for two weeks prior to that. So I think I definitely knew going into that that it was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, we're staying in the same hotel room yeah, together. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just was like, this is going to happen. And right. I was totally okay with it. Yeah. And I think I was okay with it because Nick uses this analogy all the time, so I'm going to steal it from him. Yeah. But it's like guys with sex, or anyone with sex, is right. like watching a movie, right? So it's like, I'll wait however long to watch a movie. Right. When I watch it, I'll either love it and want to see it again, or I'll be like, okay. That was cool and not have to watch it again. Right. And so I think it's no matter how long you wait to have sex with someone, they're either going to like it or not like it and you'll have it over and over again or you won't. And I think that's okay. And so we just went into it knowing that was going to happen and being comfortable with it happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't, so has Nick ever talked about whether he thinks that makes a woman less girlfriend material if she slept. He doesn't, he thinks he's like, have sex whenever you want. Yeah. It doesn't change anything. Right. What's your opinion on that? Like, why do you think there's, that psychology has shifted since the old days of like, why that doesn't make a difference anymore? Because again, like, I think that's like, that's probably like the main thing for me in like a talking phase is like, not necessarily I'm going to wait three dates, but rather like, I know where I stand like as a potential girlfriend material and I wouldn't want this one thing right. simply to throw them off especially if you can feel the physical chemistry right but it, like I'm holding back because I don't want him to think I'm x y and z right you know? right I think that trying to um guess what your partner is thinking like yeah. in that sense where it's like oh they're gonna think that I'm you know a whore because I'm right. sleeping with him on the first night I think that part is I think men and women have just been so more just open to it. And it's not something that's so strict anymore. And mm-hmm. I think that's just because everything is changing in this world. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of things are being more mainstream and more normal, normalized. And I think this is just one of them. And it's something that you as a person decide what you want to do. And, and I don't think it changes the relationship in any way. Right. Okay. So... Diving into the talking phase, you guys went back and forth for a long time. And I think this is where a lot of people need to take tips from you is because I feel like I could speak for myself, probably the first, like, especially with the distance and everything and knowing the chemistry that does exist with that, it would drive me crazy, right? I feel like you handled it very maturely and you, like Nick said on the podcast, you're a Jedi. (laughs) Like, to, to yeah. walk us through, like, give yeah. us the, the tips on, like, what your thought process was. I mean, I think I have always been, and especially with Nick and I's relationship, just making sure that I'm in complete control of my feelings. Hmm. And the second I feel like I'm not, I take a step back. Okay. And I, like, figure it out, yeah. and then I could get back into the relationship. But ours was so back and forth that those weekends that we spent together and then me coming home was like me resetting you know and he Nick Nick uh, he did a great job he is so upfront doesn't lead anyone on I mean he was like I will not date you that's right I I I was surprised that too that would throw me off as well yeah most girls would be like all right well you know then like take it at face value but like you were really calm in the way you were responding you're like okay yeah because I still enjoyed hanging out with him I enjoyed Mm -hmm. being around him so even if we weren't going to date, I was like, well, I still, like, I'm still having a good time. You know, I'm not necessarily mm. getting the relationship that I want, but that's that's fine with me. Mm. You know, I, it wasn't like a we're going to date or we're never going to speak again type of thing. Mm. It was like, we'll just continue to get to know each other. Right. So you guys go back and forth and... Was it like, I don't know, like nine months that you guys were like, you're flying out to LA, this is especially during COVID. Right. Um, You're flying back and forth. Is that right? right? Yeah. Um, How was that? Like for you, like, I I feel like 
some girls would be told, okay, you need to put your foot down, hold a standard kind of thing, like don't keep going out to see him kind of thing. And again, it still played out well for you, which is why I think it's relevant to bring that up. Like yeah. you were coming to see him and he's inviting you, but he's telling you he's not going to date you kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like what's going through your mind at that point? I mean, I think it was like three months in, maybe like the third time I'd been to LA. And that was the point where I said he was taking me to the airport and I just said, I'm not going to come out here anymore. It wasn't like a date me, date me. It was mm. just, I know that I, if I keep coming out here, I will have feelings for you. And you told me you're not going to date me, so I'm just going to stop coming out here. Okay. And he was like, okay. Because he's not going to, you know, he, he's not going to date me. So he's like, I get it. It makes sense. You know, I don't fault you for that. Yeah. And so I left. And that I think every time we saw each other, we were like, this will be the last time. Mm. <laughs> and then I'd go home. And we'd miss each other, and it would all start back over again. <laughs> and then a couple months later, I, you know. So then I think at six months, we were in New York together, and that's when we were at dinner, and I just said, okay, it's been six months like yeah. of us doing this. Right. I have feelings for you now, so I would like to date you. And he still is just adamant about not dating me. And... I get it, you know, we ha there's obviously a lot of hurdles, and he is a very guarded person, and so I totally got it, and I'm like, okay, let's have a fun weekend, hmm. see where it goes, so we had a great weekend, and then when I, we went out, COVID happened, so we were dating, seeing each other, we started in September of 2019, so we were seeing each other a few months before COVID okay. started, yeah, and then COVID started and that's, I was just, we had just been seeing each other for two days, you know, for a weekend. Right. So it wasn't ever a long extended period of time. Mm -hmm. So then when COVID happened, he offered for me to come out for a week mm -hmm. and the world has shut down. Yeah. I'm not working. I'm not, you know, nothing's right. happening. And so like, yeah, why not? Let's do it. So I went out there for a week. And that week, I, I was like, this, I'm serious now. Yeah, like, this, is... this, we've spent a week with each other. We didn't want to kill each other. Yeah. You know, and he lived in Venice in this smaller apartment and where we were on top of each other for a mm -hmm. week. And that's mm -hmm. a hard thing to do when you've just only been spending two days with each other. To right. then go for a week straight. Exactly. The world shut down. You have nothing to do but be in an apartment together. <laughs> and... um. I think he, I don't want to speak for him, but I think at that point he was also catching feelings and was getting scared. Right. And we still were like, okay, no, we're not going to do this. So then at that point I just said, then I am going to, you know, we had, the whole time we'd been seeing other people mm -hmm. in a sense. We were very honest about it. Oh, okay, well. And I said, okay, well then I'm just going to fully go see other people. Yeah. And I did. And he'd FaceTime me and I'd be getting, it's like eight o'clock at night. I'd be getting ready. He's like, where are you going? She'd be like, I'm going on a date. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't want it. Like, what are you talking about? I'm going mm -hmm. on a date. And he'd be like, well, talk to me like while you're there. And he'd reach out and I wouldn't respond. And, and it wasn't games none of about what we, what we were doing was game playing with right. each other because the whole time we were so honest mm -hmm. he knew I was seeing other people I knew he was seeing other people we talked about it he told me he didn't want to date me I expressed my feelings you know it was never anything being shady or sneaky it was right. never game playing so then I started seeing another person and I think at that point he truly realized, you know, I think it's, you don't realize what you have until it's gone. Right. Type right. of thing. And he realized it. And I was seeing someone else at the time and he expressed, you know, that I think we were on FaceTime and he said, I've got to tell you something. And I said, what, that you love me? He was like, well, yeah, that, but something <laughs> else. And, uh, a couple of days later, I think I texted him back and said, you know, I'm in love with you too. But I was still seeing someone else, you know, yeah. but I did definitely have those feelings for him, but I knew he didn't want to date me, so why would I not see anyone else, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, I remember him texting me and, and being like, well, I told you I loved you. Like, didn't that mean? I was like, 
are you talking about? Like, I'm, I'm, you don't want to date me, so. Right. And, uh, and then I, I don't remember exactly how it happened, but me and that person ended up breaking things off. And I, you know, I said, well, let's, I'm going to fly out to LA and let's talk about this. Yeah. And I did. And I think we both were like, we know that we're the exception to the rule. You know, there is a rule about what it, what can work and what's not going to work. And age gaps and long distance uh, okay. and that type of stuff mm-hmm. is kind of like, uh, you know, guardrails mm-hmm. to these type of relationships. And we knew if we're going to do this, mm-hmm. we're going to be the exception to the rule. And that was okay. And so we talked about it and we, you know, decided that why keep fighting what we know is there what do we have to lose and so we decided to start dating I'm curious too going off of the dating other people and like seeing other people like how were you able to handle that because you had so much feelings for Nick at that point and you guys are both really honest that you're seeing other people um, both of you are how does that not drive you crazy especially to that extent like again already it was like even at six months right yeah. you guys are still mm-hmm. talking to other people that kind yeah. of thing yeah I mean like with that much time invested per se how does that not just fuck with your head I think like I said before I was just so in control of my feelings mm. that I knew the whole time how I felt And when I didn't, that's when I would step back. And Nick knew how I felt. You know, I expressed that to him. And I didn't express it to him in a way that made him, you know, get scared or that I was, Mm. it was an ultimatum. It was more just like, let's have a talk. You know, I am feeling this way about you. And, you know, it wasn't always just him being like, well, I don't want to date you. You know, it was a conversation. (laughs) Right. And uh, we, we would express feelings about it. And... I think that me just being so in control made me not go crazy or, you know, I, I always had a sense of like respect for why he was doing what he was doing. And I understood it and it made sense to me. Right. And so I wasn't pushy and I and I really just made sure that I was in control the whole time. So you're also seeing other people. So obviously to girls our age especially, we'll talk about having a roster and yeah. like having those guys. So I'm assuming for you, like mentally, is it like Nick is top and there's like other guys? Or are you kind of just like legitimately keeping them all equal and like not kind of ranking one higher than the other and that kind of thing? I definitely wasn't really ranking one. I mean, I would say <laughs> like uh, if I were to, I mean, I, if I were to really settle down and date someone, it, I wanted it to be Nick. Okay. Um, but I was not going to sit around and wait for him to realize what he was doing. I, you know, I was still meeting other people and having fun, and so that's just what I continued to do. But I just continued to do it and also talk to him about it. Mm. So that wasn't hard for you to process your feelings like for Nick while still kind of like, how do you separate the two, I guess, where it doesn't intermingle with your feelings? You know, like, for example, like, what if you were to fall for like another guy, like at the same time? And like, how do you feel like you would have gone about or I guess you kind of did end up yeah, seeing yeah. someone um, briefly? Um, I think the relationships were so different. Okay. That... And also with Nick being in LA, it it was definitely harder. You know, I was it was easier to see yeah. this guy. It was yeah, like, yeah. hey, I'll pick you up at eight. We'll go to dinner. With Nick, it's like, okay, well, like in two weeks, I can fly out to LA. <laughs> it was a much harder relationship, but I think I always uh, kept kind of guarded from the people I was seeing because I wanted, I knew I wanted Nick. And so I didn't want to like completely allow myself another, like being in control of my feelings. I didn't want to allow myself to fall for this guy I was seeing because Mm -hmm. I knew it wouldn't be fair to him if Mm -hmm. I still had such strong feelings for Nick. Right. Playing games. You Mm -hmm. mentioned you and Nick were just super honest and upfront, which, you know, again, is a trait I always like with dating older men as well. Um, What's your opinion on playing the game, though? Like, the whole, like, not texting back a certain amount of time or um, maybe, like, not being so available. Like, you know, everything that they say with, like, the girls and dating and how to, like, get a guy to chase you kind of thing. Like, what is your take on that? Do you feel like you intentionally made uh, Nick chase you or 
Was there... No, I don't think... I, I can honestly say that Nick and I never played games with each other. From the start, we never played games with each other. Um, have I played games in the past? Absolutely. <laughs> but I, I, we didn't with each other. And um, I don't... I think... Who cares about who texts back faster, right. who, who's more available? If you are interested in someone, show them that you're interested. I don't mm-hmm. think it's it's something that you have to make them chase you for or mm-hmm. make them think, oh my God, she's so busy. She's so unavailable. Yeah. <laughs> Just be yourself and, yeah. and let them fall in love with that. Yeah, I think a lot of girls, um, you know, and I something I've kind of mentally struggled with is like, I am really direct and I'm really honest as well, but hearing other girls be like, oh, you have to play this game and you have to be X, Y, and Z. It's like, for me, it's really hard because I have so much going on in my life with like work and business. It's like, I don't have time to like, yeah, to like focus on like, oh, I'm going to just not text back this guy. To set an alarm to text him 10 minutes later. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't think anyone should put effort into trying to run away from a relationship if you're into that person just be into them and let it be natural is there a point you think it's too soon to like be brutally honest with a guy that like you're interested in him like never really i don't think it's too soon you don't think it's too soon even after let's say a first date in in what sense like if they're like i guess like let's say you feel like you hit it off a lot with chemistry um emotionally mentally physically all of that um like you know, some people, most times it's like you go on, I don't know, let's say three to six dates and at that fifth, sixth day, you start to like figure out, okay, are we taking this further right. or are we like dropping this? You know right. what I mean? Um, is there a point where you think it's like too soon? Because I think, again, girls are typically the ones, unfortunately, always being like, so what are we? Or, right. you right. know, instead of being direct and just saying like, like what you did, right. I like you, right. I have feelings for you and I want to date you, right. you know? I think that that's the difference right there. You just said it. It's not asking what are we? It's okay. just saying, I like you. These are my feelings that I have. Yeah. If you don't have those, that's okay. But I'm telling you what my feelings are. It's not like, questioning them what you know give me an answer what are we are we gonna date soon like do you like me it's just being like hey I think you're dope I like you we should like keep doing this and maybe see where it goes yeah and I think that is the part that people get so confused about Mm -hmm. playing games right is that they always want the guy to be the one to make the decision right and to be the one to say yeah we should date when I think it's totally okay for the girl to say hold up I think we should date. You know, I like you. What, you know, and and if, let me know your thoughts. Second question someone else asked is, they feel like you're super confident. Um, Do you have any advice on building self-confidence or things that you've done over the years to get there? And especially now too, with having to face more criticism due to just the nature of what it is. Like, how do you keep noise out and not let external opinion external factors get in your head I mean it's definitely hard it's something that I struggled with a lot especially living in New York and 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 doing that modeling it was that's something that uh, I think broke but also built my confidence Mm -hmm. and um my mom has always said you know a, 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 a question in a lot of interviews is like, what's your biggest insecurity? Or like, mm-hmm. what's something, what's a flaw that you have? And I've never been one to talk about my insecurities because then I feel like once you announce them, then that's kind of what people start to focus on. Mm. And if you're like, oh, you know, I have like, this eye's a little bit smaller than the other, <laughs> then people start being like, oh, I've never noticed that. Yeah. But like, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. And so I think I've just always kept my insecurities to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, I, I just, I don't care. I don't care yeah. what people have to say. Yeah. Um, I've, and I think that's helped me a lot. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was bullied a lot throughout school. And yeah. so I think getting out of that and um, moving to New York and all of these events that have happened in my life just growing up so fast mm-hmm. just made me realize my worth yeah um and and who I am as a person do you feel like and this is something I relate to as well because I moved out here when I was 18 yeah. and my parents you know live in PA so I feel like I just grew up in LA in Southern totally. California completely on my own and was very independent about it though yeah. and I I would say I attribute that to kind of my maturity level today 
would you feel like that's something you like the independence aspect really absolutely yeah, yeah pushed totally. you and probably something you may like I don't I would personally say I think it's great for people to if they haven't yet step out of their comfort zone and take do something independently absolutely. you know not yeah. always with friends not always with family around you right like go and go somewhere where it's like you can't just go run to your mom or like go run to a close friend I think like doing something that terrifies me but also excites me at the exact same level mm-hmm. is something I've always taken the chance on so moving out here you know I have no family I knew nobody but mm. Nick and it was terrifying yeah but I was so excited to finally you know get out of my hometown and be around new people in a new city that I was so excited for it so right. I knew you know I hadn't I was in Savannah for seven or eight years and I was just living my normal life and I thought you know when this opportunity came up I was like you know what I haven't done something that scares me Mm -hmm. in a long time since New York truly yeah and and so that's why I kind of took this leap wow I I agree though on the challenging yourself the the terrifying but also exciting at the same time never stop not gonna lie even I'm kind of like slightly terrified right now about New York because like I'm going there in a couple weeks and it's like I've been back and forth this entire past year but it's like LA has been comfortable, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, uh, I don't know. Uh, okay, this is interesting. Um, what did you like exactly say when sliding into his DM? Someone said they want to have a similar success <laughs> rate. I honestly, I, I don't even remember exactly what I said, yeah. but I think it was just like, you're hot. You're, I don't, I like, I really don't remember. I just remember seeing his photo on right. my explore page. And like, oh my God, this guy's so attractive. Mm-hmm. And I just told him that he's attractive. Like, yeah. It wasn't a sly line. It wasn't funny. It wasn't anything. And yeah. I think if the guy wants to reply, he will he'll reply. reply. Yeah. So it doesn't matter really what you say. But um, yeah, I think I just said, you're attractive. You're hot. Yeah. Something like that. Gotta be direct. I <laughs> yeah. just let him know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like that as well. Okay, comparison. Do you have, or I guess the question is more like, how do you not compare yourself to maybe like your partner's like past girlfriends or just anything in general of that nature? Like how, especially kind of it being in the limelight-ish. Well, I don't know his past relationships. I We talked about this on that podcast. I didn't, I've never watched The Bachelor. Yeah. I mean, I watched a couple episodes of Peter's season because I, mm-hmm. I knew a girl on it. Mm-hmm. Um... But I, I didn't know what his dating history was like. Yeah. So I def now obviously I know him and I know the insights of their relationship. Mm-hmm. And obviously it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So I I have nothing really to compare. I like to. that statement you just said. Obviously it didn't work out. Right. You know what I mean? I think, um, and I hear this from like girls that will come to me too. Is like people will like stalk other people's exes. You know. Right. And. Yeah, that's like, of course, it's not going to help you to look into it. But I think that's the key statement, though. It's like, it obviously didn't work out. Right. So why does it matter right. anymore? Exactly. You know? Yeah, they that's, broke up for a reason. Mm-hmm. So That's a good mindset. I like it. Someone else asked, what does Nick bring out in you? He brings out, I mean, I, think I could go on forever. He makes me want to work harder. He motivates me. He brings out my goofy side. He we have so much fun together we really mm-hmm. do he brings out the best version of myself yeah is there something that you feel like is significant that a partner should bring out in you like someone that's serious or just again like, your opinion I mean Nick makes me feel like the prettiest girl that has ever walked the earth Aww. I mean he makes me feel so loved and so yeah. I mean all the time he just showers me in in love and affection Mm -hmm. and I think finding someone who will hype you up who will you know be your biggest cheerleader is really important you need that you don't need someone who's going to compete with you or try you know the games try (laughs) and make you feel jealous when you go you know like someone who's just confident and knows that y'all are together you're you know and and that's what he does he's great at that that's good I had a ex years ago that was competing with me oh my god me too me too (laughs) and that was just not good no it's awful because it's like you want to be celebrating with them and instead you feel awkward telling them like something that good that happened that day or like you know something that's you know excelling in your career you know just like date like 
in my past, I've, I've dated really jealous people. Yeah. And I would say, you know, oh my God, I got this opportunity right. to, to model or to do this. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, well, who's it with? Oh, it's a guy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a guy. You know, and then it would be like, well, I don't want to tell you anything anymore. Exactly. But Nick is so, I mean, we celebrate every small victory Aww. and it's amazing. That's good. Do you think in the early phase, like the dating, talking phase, um, is it better to date one person at a time or multiple people? I know you had your ways about it, but what's your take on that? Every person's different. You know, yeah. definitely just do what works for you. Mm-hmm. If you're sometimes it's hard to keep up with multiple people. You know, mm-hmm. you start telling the wrong guy that their birthday's in August <laughs> and they're like, I'm in January. You know, it can get confusing and hard. So mm-hmm. I think just whatever works for you, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you're comfortable with. Where do you see yourself in five years? Hopefully with babies. Oh, that's Hopefully good. Hopefully with babies. I, yeah. I, like I said, I really want to be a young mom and mm-hmm. that has, has, it's never changed, not depending on who I'm dating. You know, right. I've felt this way since I was... I don't know, 13, I don't yeah. know, and, and thought about a future life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, we're very happy with where we're at, mm-hmm. and we're just, you know, starting to travel more now that the world is yeah. kind of opening back up. Right. Um, but just continuing what we're doing, we've, we're living such a fun life, so. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay, final question. It's okay. something I ask everyone on the show, but what ultimately fulfills you in life? I think my family and the people that I have around me, they, they truly make an impact on me, whether I'm having, you know, I call my mom every day. I've got a great relationship with her. So having, you know, people who support you and root for you and, mm-hmm. and, and want you to succeed in life, I think that's really important. And I try and keep those relationships in my life. Um, you know, Nick and my puppy and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, work and, yeah. you know, a lot of things, my plants, a, mm-hmm. a lot of things, <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah. of things fulfill me, but definitely mm-hmm. just keeping people who root for you mm-hmm. in your corner. It's always the people I tell, you know, a lot of people and just on this podcast, the theme, as you know, what fulfills yeah. you, it's just like, I think, especially during COVID, we recognize how much we missed having connection with people Absolutely. and having deep conversations and being able to be in person. So, I mean, I feel the same way. I think it's always about the people at the end of the day. You could be as successful and you could have yep. as much money as you could want and have, but without someone to celebrate with or without the right people around you, it truly means nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree with you. <laughs> um, okay. Well, where can people find you? Share your Insta or I'm any. I'm on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. Natalie Joy, two N's, two J's. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really it. Cool. Well, yeah. I'll add it to the show notes and people can find you and keep up with you there. Thank you. This was so fun. <laughs> Thank you for having me. And that was all for today's conversation with Natalie Joy. I hope you all had a takeaway from this. I certainly had many myself, and I think you guys should be taking notes on some of this, especially if you are a fellow female that kind of struggles with dating or like the mental aspect of it, because I think that can get to all of us at some point with the current culture. So if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to comment on the latest Instagram post at what fulfills you and share this episode on Instagram with your friends, share to your story, tag us so we can also reshare to our stories and give Natalie some love on her Instagram. I will link all of her info in the show notes. And that is all I have for today. Thank you guys again for tuning in. I will chat with you all next time.